Good morning, Frank Kaufman here, president of the Settlement Project. I want to speak this morning about a single niche of many fronts that conservative and patriotic, freedom-loving world citizens need to tend to after the discoveries that have made themselves manifest during the period of the 2020 presidential elections and uh, prior and after November 3rd, and the continued effort of a criminal contingent of progressive left uh, oligarchs and manipulators and violators of uh, God-given human rights, the freedoms enshrined in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights are presently under threat. And these same people that are perpetrating the agenda for dismantling the United States as it was designed by its framers and putting into place a rewritten uh, regime in which dissent is silenced in classical form as one has seen in fascist regimes both on the left and the right. You would take the famous occasions of the fascist regimes on the left, say Soviet Union, uh, people are disappeared. It's a verb to disappear someone. It happens in it happens in all totalitarian regimes. It might happen in an Islamist state. It might happen in right wing states in the Pinochet regime. Any government that cannot tolerate dissent oppresses its people, silences its people, and vanishes its people. And that's what's going on in the United States presently, only in a kind of a digital way. I guess the leading experts in making it impossible to be informed and to be disadvantaged for dissenting points of view presently in the world today is the CCP, communist China. What people in America did not realize is the extent to which the progressive left in the United States emulated and put in place precisely the same designs and managed to establish itself in virtually singular power. The sacred right to vote, free, open, fair, and transparent elections were uh, denied the American people, and the right to express political opinion and points of view were systematically denied. The courts would refuse to hear cases involving criminal abuse of, of voters and uh, ballot counting and so forth. And so basically now people in the U.S. and in the world have woken up to discover that there has been a despotic and kind of tyrannical uh, agenda per, uh, organized by the left through ideological forces, through educational institutions, through corporate boards, through the manipulation of Silicon Valley tech oligarchs, and surely the uh, legacy media or establishment media. So now the people who were hoping to continue the process of building an America which loves and respects those that keep us safe, appreciates the rule of law, seeks evermore fairness and equality, seeks for the protection of the sacred rights 
enshrined in the Constitution, these people woke up to find ourselves just shut down. And now they're, now they're, we're in the middle of reactions of, of dozens, uh, areas of focus. I want, today I want to talk about only one. The claim that there was election fraud became forbidden to utter in public. This was organized by the legacy media, which now has been exposed as being complicit in direct manipulation of information and the provision of falsehoods with an expressed political agenda. This was accomplished by James O'Keefe in the Project Veritas expose of CNN, a recent expose of recent days. Anyone knows that legacy media participated in silencing support for President Trump and advancing fraudulent narrative in support of President Biden and Vice President Harris. The way they did this was to, again, silence information about the Capitol Hill breach on January 6th. They used that occasion as a way to conflate the belief in election fraud with inciting violence. It's, it's very sinister. And so then using this uh, sleight of hand, that if you believe that the election was fraudulently secured, therefore you must be inciting violence. Very sinister and a very, I, I got to hand it to them. That's clever. That's clever. And so no, no court heard any cases. They dismissed cases on standing. And once President Biden was installed, then, only then, erupts or emerges a flood of evidence of election fraud. Presently, there is, the data has it such that there are, now listen to this, 2020, 1,317 proven instances of voter fraud. 1,317 proven instances of voter fraud. Listen to this. 1,134 criminal convictions. Criminal convictions. So the mantra or the drumbeat in established media in which the moment election fraud was introduced as a possible means by which the will of 80 million voters was, was not in fact thwarted but denied by surreptitious criminal and fraudulent processes. The moment that was introduced, the drumbeat or the narrative, every mention of the word election fraud was the constant, the constant attendant adjective, unfounded, unfounded, or conspiracy theory, or far-right wackos, or far-right, far-right conspiracy theorists, so that the utterance of election fraud became conflated or identified with being a far-right conspiracy theorist. Then, with the breach of January 6th, the full details of which are not yet known, this was an ideal opportunity to, to conflate or make, make one and the same the suggestion that there was election fraud with the identification of that point of view as inciting violence. And once that was established, the tech oligarchs, uh, the tech despots, uh, 
in tandem, uh, uh, in a coordinated effort, working also together with all, all other purveyors of information and control of U.S. commerce and information, then closed down all voices whichever wanted to point out that there was, in fact, election fraud. So President Trump's, I th- what did he have? I think he had 30 million or 50 million followers on Twitter. Uh, his account was closed because he suggested there was election fraud, and so on and so forth. Parler was closed, which required the collaboration of Apple, Amazon, Twitter, Facebook, and Google. They, they worked together to close Parler, which was a effective threat to Twitter. And so it goes. So uh, after, after this was established, that the su- su- supposition of election fraud was established as far-right, wacko, mindless conspiracy. Then with the breach on the 6th of January, it was very pleasingly established as now incitation of violence. And with that, then, all information, everybody with a conservative point of view, was silenced or, to use these old-fashioned, tyrannical, kind of violent terms, disappeared. These people were literally disappeared. But in America, they can't quite do that quite yet. But after that was successfully accomplished, and the net of power now rules, now we find out that there are 1,317 proven instances of voter fraud, 1,134 criminal convictions, criminal convictions of voter fraud. So it's a difficult situation for the community of people who voted for President Trump. Basically, whenever anyone is violated, uh, it's a very unpleasant feeling. One feels raped. If there's anybody on the left listening to me presently, I think that there is sympathy to people who are violated. Uh, You feel raped. You feel sullied. You feel there's a horrible psychology that goes with that. So if you want to try to understand what innocent, hardworking mothers and fathers trying to raise their children who faithfully believed in the American system and tried to vote and tried to play fair and see, may the best man win, may the best woman win, uh, and only to wake up to find what, what had been done. This is the struggle being faced by basically good people, basically just hardworking people that like their daughter to grow up to be a good lacrosse player, a good track and field runner, marry and have family, or, you know, run the Department of Nuclear Physics at MIT, and whatever, all of this has been contaminated while there is the perpetration of the literal destruction of the foundations of the United States, and by extension of the hearts and minds and hopes of basic conservative people the world over. So not only do we find then that the voter fraud matter was manipulated in the most egregious and just the most cynical way, but what happens as a result is that the administration immediately attacks the pillars of what makes American life livable and hopeful. President Biden opened the uh, just 
created a catastrophe on the southern border with open borders, creating all kinds of humanitarian uh, horrors, attacked the Second Amendment, and appointed a, appointed a um, commission to examine what essentially would be to pack the Supreme Court, push legislation or affirms or, or praises legislation designed to have biological males competing in women's sports. And so this is what, if you win fair and square, okay, that's okay if that's what you want and you won. But to have had this done illegally and then to start to see the America, the, uh, the United States and the cause of faithful, spiritually oriented, loving families and, to, and, and, and fairness and rule of law and diligence and hard work and respect for elders, to see, to have this legislated against with an illegal ascent to power, this is what really is the difficulty that conservatives face presently. So, so we have we have a burgeoning a burgeoning count of criminal convictions of election fraud from 2020, but none of it none of it no one would touch it until after the damage is done until there is a hermetically sealed rule of the left of an integrated force of elites of corporate elites of corrupt government elites of tech information platform elites of education elites who for some reason have a profound hostility to basic hard-working middle-class american citizens so we have all the evidence finally coming forth that in fact the 80 million people did have their sacred rights violated at, on that time and in that election. Glenn Greenwald and Peter Hoekstra are writing in profound ways about the government abuse of surveillance on citizens that nobody in your own country, like th this was sacrosanct, that you, that you wouldn't use intelligence agencies to spy on American citizens. And that, that abounds right now. To have a political point of view has been defined as and is in the process of being defined as domestic terrorism. President Biden appointed Lloyd Austin as the, uh, as the head of the head, uh, chiefs of staff. The first thing he does is, is create an inquiry into who, what, are, there, are there conservative believers in the military? And, and, are, and is holding self-confessional meetings and purges of our own military. This is, this is like, um, this is like Stalin, like Stalin's, Stalin's uh, Soviet Union. What's going on at the hands of the lead, the head of the U.S. military? Silicon Valley, uh, Dorsey, Facebook, uh, Zuckerberg have closed down. Ref they flat out refuse to allow dissent on their platforms. Even a dissenting opinion uh, deplatformed. You're just blocked from the use of, of their uh, uh, technology. So people who people are working hard to recover the possibility of protecting and preserving the freedoms which make for innocent, simple, hardworking, law-abiding 
respectful traditional life. The thing I wanted to talk about as a small niche, which doesn't get enough attention, is that there are two other major technological and information source manipulations of the population that are not getting the attention they need and that are vital and necessary for the conservative right to also address and commit itself to being successful in this arena as well. I'm talking about not news content, but general informational knowledge. The people who are controlling the, the color and the flavor of what we learn and for simple knowledge are Google and Wikipedia, Google and Wikipedia, so that anything you want to know, anything you want to know, if you want to know about rivers, if you want to know about Roman emperors, if you want to know about Christianity, if you want to know about Martin Luther, if you want to know about the Buddha, anything you want to know, the people who will tell you, will lead you to what is true, are Google and Wikipedia. Google puts results, organizes results, according to its algorithms. And Wikipedia has become a festering cesspool of left-wing activism. Wikipedia has become so reliably, consistently, and invariably progressive left with highly destructive philosophical and ideological agendas that both founders of Wikipedia, Larry Sanger and Jimmy Wales, both of them on separate, uh, separate occasions, left in disgust, described the project as having just degenerated into a worthless body of vigilantes who, uh, who are perpetrating thought control on the population. And this is where millions, everybody gets their information. If you search something, Google brings up Wikipedia. It isn't even a search result. It's, how, it's the right hand, entire right-hand side of your search page every time on everything. And Larry Sanger, the founder of Wikipedia, said the, uh, this online encyclopedia, uh, Wikipedia, the neutral point of view policy is dead due to the rampant left-wing bias of the site. That is Sanger, the founder himself, left his own miraculous invention. And so all I wanted to do today is, I believe that the 80 million people who voted for President Trump last year should not consider themselves a minority, should not consider themselves victims. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, they're victims. It's our own fault. Wake up. Don't get robbed. Don't get robbed. We lost. We, we, you know, we had our ass handed to us. They, they, they ran rings around us. They, did, they tried to do it during the, during the Hillary Clinton campaign. People like uh, James Comey, Obama, Biden, and the, and the, ex, and the uh, weaponization of the intelligence community to try to destroy Trump. It was, a miracle. it was a miracle that that was overcome. But that same group of people had four years to tweak and refine 
and make sure that this didn't happen again. And so this community of 80 million people, it's not a minority. It's the largest, it's, it's the largest community of, of any free association in human history of any free association of human history, there's never been a group of 80 million people. That people, those people have to be, consider ourselves as having genuine a power and genuine authority. So there's a lot of great work going on by this group in every of the areas of thought. While the progressive left oligarchs from Silicon Valley are illegally and uh, despotically silencing and disappearing people, while Hollywood is canceling people, while media are smearing people, with, while the New York Times is printing lies by the bucket load and carrying out propaganda campaigns, this community of 80 million simple, straight, hardworking, law-abiding citizens are doing great work in all these areas. What this podcast is about is to urge Right now, it's very difficult to get away from Google as there are a number of search engines, but there's not, there has not yet been developed search based on legitimate algorithms and criteria whereby the information is organized in a reliable and non, non-agenda-driven way. So Google is a very tricky one to work with. I can talk about that another time. But Wikipedia... The, it does not need to enjoy the monopoly it does. People, probably the conservative patriots, aren't even aware of Wikipedia's bias. So people are drinking poison day and night. Most conservatives have had enough sense to wean themselves off of. They don't turn on the television set. They know, they know that the television is like Soviet-era pravda propaganda. This is, this is known. This is, this is known. But... There are certain areas where we need to exert ourselves as a community. And just as Rumble is bypassing YouTube, just as Parler is bypassing Twitter, just as the conservative community are looking for places not to be right-wing by any stretch, not at all just to be among right-wing conservatives, just a place that acknowledges First Amendment rights, that you're not silenced and canceled by expressing a point of view. We we really did not op. We, we don't want to live in a tyranny. We don't want to live in a fascist state. Even if uh, uh, Jack Dorsey has a a cool beard or a nose ring, even if he's even if a cool beard nose ring guy, I don't. Even if he's the fascist overlord of who gets to say what, I I don't care. Even if even if Mr. Dorsey loves. Um, I don't know, kind of gives a billion dollars to help some odd, perverse cause of uh, some imaginary offended group. That's fine. God bless him for that. But I really didn't vote him to be the uh, Lord over the God-given rights identified in the U.S. Constitution. All of these areas are being rebuilt there's platforms for speech being rebuilt, not not to be right-wing platforms, just to be platforms that are not controlled by fascists. That's not too much to ask in the United States of America. And there's also going to be alternate sports platforms. And there's going to be alternate entertainment platforms. Because we really, Americans really 
Most of them, at least 80 million adult voters, most of them really aren't trying to be run by fascists. We prefer not to be run by fascists. We don't want a, a pornographic, disgusting, vile woman telling us what are proper attitudes to have about race. We're, we're not interested to hear people who are using slave laborers slave labor to make tens of millions of dollars selling sneakers. Uh, we don't really, didn't vote for them to tell me what I'm allowed to say and not allowed to say. It's not our preference. And so all of these rebuilding is not rebuilding ghettos of right-wing and conservative people. It's rebuilding the basic foundations of the United States of America. Rule of law, equal justice for all, freedom of expression. This will come back. We'll get it back. But my sm the small thing I just wanted to say is also for the long run, for the long haul, careful where you get your information. I had to look up something and I came across, I came across a site called thoughtco.com. I'll always go there. Uh, I'll always go there to learn. If, if at all possible, I'll never go to Wikipedia to learn. It's, it's not reliable. Uh, similarly, when I was looking for another piece of information, I found another fantastic site called worldhistory.org. Again, reliable information, not propaganda, not agenda-driven information, not critical theory, not, not, not postmodern, gender-bending, queer theory information. Just information. Information that doesn't hate our roots. I myself work with a community that created and preserves the New World Encyclopedia, a very committed group of editors and scholars who want to preserve the sanctity just of information and not allow it to degenerate and morph into or mutate or become mutant forms of propaganda like Wikipedia is being used for and Twitter's being used for and Facebook's being used for and CNN's being used for and New York Times is being used for. So for the long haul, in addition to the legislative, the election integrity movements, the, the, um, the legislative efforts to preserve and protect the right of women to compete with one another, and so forth. Yes, these are vital, but this, the thing that I just wanted to introduce today is be careful or pick or identify or be alert to where we learn, not just news, everything, anything, everything. Be, let us grow our conscience in our consumption of information of every sort, not only the rapid flow of day-to-day -day news. All right, thanks a lot for listening. Talk to you again soon.